What should we call this one? Oh, God, I should have been thinking about this the whole time, and I didn't. Mm. Oh, show no, she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, show no, she didn't. (laughs) I mean, it's not that bad. It's really not. On fumes, running on fumes. Yeah. But I think I'm good. Yeah. It's we just literally job. caught up. Yeah. But we were like, I guess doing it. But I guess like. For show now. Yeah. It's the new job of it all. Jess got a new job. I did. I work at a bank. But it's not that intense. It's just draining because I'm relearning a bunch of things that I, I used to work at a bank 100 years ago. And now I'm doing it for the schedule because mm-hmm. I can still mom. Um, and now it's just like relearning things and I have the upper hand because I certainly have done this before. And so I'm trying to like maintain my, um, patience and grace for people who have it and are learning it the fir- for the first time. It's just not going well for me. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many times where I'm like on, on mute cause it's like all the training is through the computer. And so, but we're in like a whole room. And so I'm like having to like make sure, like double check that I'm muted Mm -hmm. so that I'm not talking shit in front of everybody and (laughs) for all to hear. Because there's a lot of what the fuck moments or like, oh my God, or like, no, you know, yeah, that's brutal, but Mm -hmm. temporary, but I'm good. Yeah. You? Also fumes. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just kind of... That's always my vibe. I, yeah. I'm always on fumes. But I am very not a go-go-go person, so you add one thing to my schedule, and I'm like, Immediate oh, God, fumes. I'm dying. <laughs> Immediate fumes. Yeah, I'm dying. But I went to Disney, Disneyland yesterday. So, oh, that's... In, yeah. So that's... My feet are tired. I was I, not prepared, so I did wear platform vans. Reasonable fumes. Yeah. Platform vans. But if you would have bought new shoes... No, 100%. Yeah, that would have been dumb. It would have hurt anyway. And you can do anything. I didn't know know if I was going. If I knew I was going, I would have worn regular Vans. Yeah, maybe some Joga pants. Did you wear your skirt? Oh, no. Uh, What skirt? I don't know. You said I have platform Vans and a skirt. Oh, yeah, no, I was wearing a skirt. I did switch to jeans. Um, I was worried I was going to be too hot in the jeans, but I did. I wore jeans. And the wrong, I thought I was going to Universal, so I had the Sims, I had a Simpsons <gasps> Halloween shirt. Oh, I do love that one. Um, but oh, so you wore like your gray jeans? No, and love I wore I wore my high waisted front pocket ones. Oh, those are cute too. Yeah, no, it was a really cute outfit the, because I thought I was going to Universal for like a couple hours, and uh-huh. I was like, this will be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't expecting a full Disneyland, a full Disney, no stroller, no backpack. Um, you like belly flopped off the high dive on that one. I did, but worth it. Free, free. You can't pass up free. Free. We got free tickets. Shout so out. We had to go. Auntie shout Rhonda. out. Shout out, Auntie Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> made it all better because Faye was like freaking out I once know. she saw. I know. The crocodile tears, the silent cry. That's where I would have been like. The si- it was the done. silent cry that yeah. did it. I was like, oh God, she is heartbroken. It's like a real one. You know yeah. when they like flail and go scorpion on us? No, I'm I, like, I don't zero. zero. Yeah. yeah. But when it's a silent single tear. Like looking out the window, just like silently crying to herself. And I was like, oh God. Yeah. Because you know, I would never ask for a favor, but. No. I did. Worth it. So now that we've um, oh, yeah. caught Super up tangent. for probably so long. I don't know. I know. This thing is already at 21 minutes. But we started, we started, reco- I started recording like really, really early. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, so that no wasn't way. 20 minutes of banter, but. Just like 19. <laughs> kidding. No, no. I literally haven't seen you in like forever. Uh-huh. Because the last time we recorded was like right, was in September we went on a yoga retreat. Yeah. We went on the yoga retreat. We did... You got a job. I got job. You got I job. I don't think I've seen you since job. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I know. It's like a week and a half, but... I know. So. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about the Rajnishis. Rajnishis, huh? Yeah. Do you know anything about them? Nothing. Not a single thing. I just really like to say the name. Rajnishis. The Rajnishis. Okay. So... In early September through October of 1984, the ER in the Dalles, Oregon, was inundated with patients experiencing stomach aches, chills, vomiting, and diarrhea. 45 people ended up being admitted to the hospital, including a baby who was oh born God. two days after his mother was infected. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So sad. That's... Uh, and after... So nobody died... Okay, that Nobody was going to be my thing. I'm like, this poor little baby. This baby. I know. Okay. No, baby was survived. But it took out 45 people. 45 people. So afterwards, there was a study, and it was discovered that 751 pe- people were suffering from gastroenteritis. The cause was Salmonella typhimurium. Okay. That was a That's lot. That's a tongue for me. twister. Yeah, that was a lot for me yeah. to, um, especially after a beer. But yeah. So anyway, salmonella of this type is usually caused by unsafe food handling. Mm-hmm. And on September seventeenth, the Wasco Sherman Public Health Department started to receive reports of the uptick of gastroenteritis cases. Their investigation revealed that most of the patients had eaten at salad bars at two restaurants mm-hmm. in the days before. So on September 25th, they closed every salad bar in the county. However, cases kept I was just going to say, it's too up. late. So then the CDC was like, okay, we've, ha- we've interviewed hundreds of employees. They traced the food sources and they couldn't figure out where the outbreak started. But the locals were like, mm, we know who it was. It was the Rajneeshis. What? Yeah. Or do they have like a farm where they... Okay, so this is where my brain sorry, this is where my brain is going. Are they like harvesting bad lettuce? And <laughs> no? No. Every time I think of a bad food outbreak, it's lettuce. It's always lettuce. It's always romaine. <laughs> it's romaine lettuce. It's romaine the all yeah. the time. Um, <laughs> no. But um this case remains it's the first and it remains the worst bioterror attack in US history. But it's like an attack. Bio oh my god. Terror attack. Mhm. So the Rajneeshis, the Rajneeshis. So the Rajneeshis arrived in Wasco County a few years earlier in 1981 near the town of Antelope. 
antelope has a pop had a po- has had a population of 40 people and most of them were middle class retirees looking for an affordable place to live like live out their lives live out quiet. the rest of their days it was like log cabins yeah hunting. i'm thinking rural rural it rural. is very rural for like 40 people 40 people that's in yeah that's like a pinky tip yeah so this was dire- disrupted with the arrival of the Rajneeshis, or the Sannyasins, as they like to call themselves. Um, they bought a 64,000-acre ranch, previously known as Big Ruddy Ranch, or Big Muddy Ranch. And they were all dressed in shades of orange and red and descended on the town by thousands. Wait, where did they come from? Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like trying to envision this whole bit. And it's hard. I'm yeah. thinking, I was thinking, oh, the Rajneeshis. Like, oh, it's a cute family. That must be their last name. And it but with must poisoned be, lettuce. Uh, romaine. With their poisoned romaine. <laughs> poisoned romaine lettuce. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. Where'd they come from? India. Tell me more. I'll tell you more. Yeah. Let me get there. Okay. So according to one neighbor, when they arrived, they said they just wanted to farm their land, worship the way they wanted to worship, and be good neighbors. But locals and antelopes started to suspect something was off when their leader, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, also known as Osho, or just Bhagwan, he drove into town in a motorcade with like 10 Rolls Royces. What? And oh, then I just all of come the Rajneeshis lined the streets, like crying and cheering. Oh no, red flag. Mm-hmm. So that Rajneesh. is not them coming in all like, oh, I'm just gonna farm this land and you know be a good neighbor and be you know practice the way or not practice, but you know mm-hmm. they're coming in hard. They're dropping hammers in their ten Rolls Royces or twelve Rolls Royces. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> And then you've never seen. Have you never seen Wild Wild Country? No. On Netflix. Am I saying? Am I right? Is that what you're saying? Then? No. Oh, okay. You're not right. Okay. But, <laughs> but well, no, don't get back. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Anyway, okay. So Rajneesh, their leader, he was born December 11th, 1931. So he was. A, oh, he's, he's a sad. Yeah. He's spoiler. He's a dead. He's dead. He's not. Dead. He wasn't murdered. Just old, 31, 1931, 1931. So he was old. Yeah. So he was born in a small village in central India, and from a young age, he was smart and rebellious. He became a professor in philosophy, and he would travel and lecture outside of just the academic institutions, which in turn amassed him a large following. He believed that there was a place for spiritualism alongside capitalism, science, and technology, and he was critical of institutionalized religion and socialism, which at the time was like the foundation of like the new age self-realization moment mm. or moment movement. Mm-hmm. So like during the time, a lot of like the self-realization moment movement was like all about, you know, sacrifice and socialism and like foregoing worldly pleasures and mm-hmm. giving away your money, mm-hmm. doing good work. So he set himself apart by being like, no, there's a place for, technology and capitalism alongside all of that and you know the spiritualism the hinduism alongside with like the capitalism of like the americas or north america that can come together and create like this whole new version of 
the, what they called the new man. Mm-hmm. So by the 80s, Rajneesh had established himself as a spiritual leader. Rajneesh Puram, his ashram in India, was thriving. It had thousands of residents and a rotation of about 30,000 visitors a year, mainly from the Euro- from Europe and the U.S. I cannot talk today. It's fine. And over 100,000 100, followers worldwide. Oh, my God. Yes. So and he so was already, like... He was already super popular like so much momentum huge following yeah so then he didn't want or not then so he didn't want his ashram to be just like a place of mental entertainment what is an ashram just an ashram is a place it's basically like a commune it's a a commune where people come and they work and are allowed to like study and find like for spiritual development Mm -hmm. but Rajneesh he didn't want it just to be a place for like basically rich white people to come and just meditate and live there for free. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you're expected to work. Like one lady came and she was like, I worked toilets for the first, like cleaning toilets in the ashram for the first like two years. Oh, wow. um, so not only were they expected to work, but they also had to pay to be there because he thought that meditation was a product that he was selling to people. What? That doesn't make any sense. He's like work to live here also pay me yeah it sounds um like kind of, i mean it's i'm sure it's gonna get culty real quick well i mean it yeah. is culty yeah it's very culty <laughs> um so <laughs> um so the so the reason why he wanted people to pay to be there was that i think that it was going to weed out the people that were there just for like oh well, i came up for this thing yeah. like, come out and here just to, like, it also running a socialist kind of society even though he was like against socialism uh, it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people to keep up with. And so he was like, I, you need, people yeah. need to pay into this. Pay like, your I'm way not going to pay uh-huh. for all of this for uh-huh. the whole community. So they had a huge rate of growth. And so he needed more money. So they, they came up with their own banking system. They had, they were, they had like, it was like, it was like a this banking card insane. system. Yeah. And so because of Rajneesh's age and failing health, he became a little bit more reclusive and stopped lecturing at the ashram. And so he started to be barely seen. So he left most of the day to day to his secretary, Ma Anand Sheila. And Sheila, she was only 16 when her father brought her to Rajneesh, like brought her into Rajneesh's orbit. Oh. And she was basically groomed to be yeah. his like right hand man or right hand right hand woman. Were they like, more than right hand no oh thank god i just almost had a moment no i think she was very much in love with him and i think he knew it and took advantage Mm. um and that's that doesn't mean her hands are clean or clean but um she for sure was in love with him but maybe not at first yeah she was with him for a very very long time so the growth of the community and the controversy surrounding some of his tactics which included questionable sexual techniques and violence came to the attention of the indian government mm. and there were allegations of Wait, who was he like just the people that lived there so and- they had um so the way that like some of their like healing sessions worked was that like you know in somatics like mm-hmm. in somatic work there's like the calming like reset your nervous yeah. system kind of small movements but mm-hmm. there's also like the jumping and like thrashing around right 
so it was a lot of that, but a lot of it was like sexual, allowing these men to kind of live out these like kind of like more sadistic urges and women to also like work out some of their aggression. Like, so it felt very empowering. Um, and then at the end they would do some breathing and they'd all meditate in like silence, but they were, you know, encouraged to get things out of their system, like sexual, like sexually or with violence, like fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like get it all out and then we'll breathe together. And and then then we'll meditate. Move. Yeah. And then you've moved past it and like it's seen as like a sort of like somatic healing. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like you need to do that. I don't reset your nervous system. No, I don't think that you have to do anything that affects other people to reset your own nervous system. No. And there's like a lot of real, a lot of allegations of real yuck yuck that come out later. Cause I did go into this. I mean, I always try to go into it with, um, I don't know, like like an open, an open mind and trying to understand. I I also try to go into it. Like, how would I get sucked into this? And what would my thought be? How can you not though? You're like, where, where would I fit into all of this? Where would I fit into this? What would I do? Mm -hmm. And so like, I, like I, I get why people were drawn there, especially like in this, this is like the seventies, I think is when people started going to the ashram. Yeah. And it's like the era of like, like the hippie movements kind of over, but people are still looking for that. And there's not a lot of that. And people are looking for like change and ways to maybe escape whatever is troubling them. And it sounds like an easy reset. Yeah. So the Indian government was starting to crack down on them because there was allegations of drug use, tax fraud, physical harm to the followers and visitors. There was um, a suggestion that there might be some sort of prostitution ring going on. Um, And so that crackdown combined with the unsustainable growth, Mm -hmm. he and Sheila decided they were going to move their base of operations. So in 1981, they bought this, that huge property in Oregon Mm -hmm. and thousands of followers just started like trickling in. Yeah. Just started slowly, slowly trickling in. And so they took to this like hilly mountainside and it, a lot of people were like, oh, that's kind of weird. It's not super farmable land because it was like very craggy. And right, like, right, right. And, um, and I'm sure there's farmable land in Oregon. After, well, it was like that particular parcel of land. They were like, it's probably not like, su- it's not fertile ground. Right. However, they built everything up, like from the ground up. Yeah. They tilled Themselves. everything. They like terraformed it. Is terraformed? This isn't a question for you, I realized. Know your audience. Are you just going to ask me? I was going to ask if terraforming is something that's in in real life or if it's just in video games. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, more than one reason, I am not the the one. (laughs) So they terraformed the entire property. Um, They built infrastructure, roads, plumbing, sewage, electrical grids. They had a fire department. They went restaurants. Yeah. Full on. A shopping center, but everything was like red and orange. Um, A bank with its own banking system. A 4,200 foot airstrip with its own planes called Rajneesh Air. 
mm-hmm. an eco-friendly farm which grew its own produce, and men and women worked side by side to build everything, which was like very empowering. Oh, that's cool. To a lot of these women, like they were that. like had all like the big machinery and yeah. like sledgehammers. And um, they felt like it looked like it was a very uh, empowering time. Like, yeah. A lot of people said they worked like basically like 16 hours and like the end of the day they were just smiling because they felt like they felt good about it. They felt like, good about it. Yeah. Honestly, there are days where I'm like dead tired myself and I'm like, no, I fucked it up today. I did it all. And yeah. like, you know, and you go, you get energy and you feel yeah. good. About and then that. you sleep real well. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So they did all that and then they opened a hotel in Portland that because uh, they were only an hour away from Portland so they opened a hotel in downtown Portland so Do that we know people, what it's called today it was called Rajneesh Hotel it's closed down I don't know where the like building what's was. the but like the area that they like has it been built out and is it now like Beaverton or some shit or like you know what I mean yeah. like, wait hold on I'm gonna see so it was on 11th between Jefferson and Main Street. So it was kind of near, like, Old Town. What's over here? Near the... Oh, it's by the Portland Art Museum. Okay. That's where uh, I think my brother graduated um, college. Ooh, they have really cool art installations. Oh, there's Coraline. Oh, oh, okay. I definitely know where this is, and I've been here because they did the like they did the Leica exhibit here when they um a few years ago. I think it's in Seattle now, but they had a Leica exhibit where they had like all the Coraline stuff. Remember, like we went to the one at Comic Con mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah, or not a few years ago. That was like five years ago. But yeah, but that's um yeah. So downtown Portland. That's so crazy. Um. But yeah, so that way that visitors could come and stay without having to without stay without having to stay at, on the farm mm-hmm, because or there was commune. I think they were still buying like building housing and they put up these like cute little like very minimalist a frames. I love that. Um, but the new residents they made locals nervous and Jonestown was like Rightfully so. pretty fresh in their minds. So they were like, mm, "That's a cult." Because it was just all over the news, yeah. And they just immediately were like Mm-mm. people coming in like in troves. Just yeah. to like, oh my god, with the red, and it and wasn't, the orange, yeah, mm-hmm. all of this coming in. Oh my god, they must have been like, their britches must have been up and wrinkled. No, what? Like in their a bunch, what? in a bunch, bit britches, britches, yeah, like britches in a bunch, britches in a bunch. Their britches were real wrinkled, wrinkled, <laughs> real wrinkled. Okay, uh, edit it out, <laughs> edit it out. <laughs> Um, okay, so they were real nervous. Uh-huh. And it was clear to the residents of Antelope that the group was not really an agricultural commune as they kind of presented themselves, yeah. but it was something else entirely. And Bill Bowerman, who was an Olympic coach, inventor of the modern running shoe, and oh. a co-founder of Nike. Oh, sh- yeah. He led Nike's the charge. Up there. Uh, yeah. The Oregon of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was basically, I I went on a little bit of like, this is a side note. Mm-hmm. I went on this like little deep dive on him and basically they were, they were like, uh, shoes were like super fun. Like running shoes were like super hard back then. And he would take their soles and like put them through a waffle iron because they I think were still rubbered sole like rubber soles uh-huh. but he put it in a waffle iron so that it had more flexibility more fl- and more um, and then he was they were like that was it and so that's what 
that's how it all started. That's how Nike started. That's rad. I know. cool. I know. It was very cool. Mm -hmm. So he led the charge against the Rajneeshis, trying to get ordinances passed to to prevent them from expanding. And so they started buying up land in Antelope in 1982 and then gained control of their city council. Holy they were like, shit. Well, That's the way we to do it. Do That's anything. some bad bitch shit. I know. Yeah. And like low key, like, uh, in the, like in wild, in wild, wild country, Sheila's like, I mean, this was for sale. Why are you mad? We gave you fair. We paid fair for it. We didn't like, She's like, people are just mad that we're here, even though we're, like, giving them our money and just slowly started, like, buying stuff up. And then eventually, like, there was, and it's really funny because there was this, like, kind of, like, sweet old guy who was like, yeah, it was just, like, me and then, like, three Rajneeshi guys. (laughs) They're all in red and he's got, like, his, like, big suspenders. His suspenders overalls with a straw hat. A piece of straw. Chewing on straw. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, yeah. that was them. And he was like, I just, he's like, I knew I was going to just be there with them. And he just was like the sweetest little, uh-huh. I mean, I don't necessarily know much about him. But he could probably be, probably be the worst, but yeah, I don't know. In the documentary, he seemed pretty nice. I must watch. Should I have watched? No, because then it would have ruined it. Yeah. You didn't want to watch before. No. But anyway, so... The fact that they now have control over Antelope made the surrounding towns angry and fearful. So there was campaigns to show the Rajneeshis how unwanted they were. So wait, when Mr. Nike bought up the surrounding land... Oh, no, no. Mr. Nike didn't. The Rajneeshis did. Oh, my God. I thought the... Oh, my God. I thought Mr. Nike was like, nah, I'm going to come in there. No, he was like, you're not going to build anything. You don't even have land here. And they were like, okay. Watch this. Mm-hmm. Now it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that'd be a pretty baller move to be yeah. like, that's what I was like, I was like just one a, single man just buying up all this land. I literally I was like, that's some bad bitch shit. Like that's what you do when you want to make it shit. Like you have the resources house, you go in. Nike shoes. Oh, oh give, give me, me my pass, waffle maker. Yeah, pass me that waffle iron. Pass me that waffle iron. <laughs> waffle maker. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. It's both. It is. But I in my head, I was like, oh, he's going in. He's like, not on my watch. No. no. It was them. It was them. It was okay. them Rajneeshis. So the locals were super irritated. So they started, like, making these shirts that says Bag the Bhagwan on it with, like, his, like, an illustration of him and then, like, a, you know, like, the circle with the cross. Yeah. Like, the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters uh-huh. thing. <laughs> yeah. So they started making, like, shirts and bumper stickers and flags. Like, it, the Holy hate. shit. The hate for the group spread in a way that was, like, not cool. No. Yeah. Like, I get why they were maybe frustrated and upset, but, um... The way that they did it feels very, very yuck. I was just going to say, there's a good way to go about it and a yuck way to go about Um, it. So they were super upset. So hate for the group started to spread. And like they were making the news because people were like, we don't want them here. So ridiculous. And just trying to create this uproar. Yeah. And so in 1983, the Rajneesh Hotel in Portland was bombed. Oh my God. And no one other than the bomber was hurt because I guess he accidentally blew off a finger or two. 
also oh my god, god. Go. what uh, who was it was he, it he wasn't was he it wasn't. the guy with the straw <laughs> No, he was uh, some rando who was like linked to a Muslim fundamentalist group, but it was not any of the neighbors. It was no one that knew them. However, the bombing marked this change in the Rajneeshi's tactics. So they started a militarized peace force and they started walking around the commune carrying Uzis. And then they drove a jeep with like a machine gun that was like on the top. In oh the my town. god! It just screams war, war, war! Like uh-huh. all bad things. It was super yuck. They started watching. It's ironic that it's called a peace force. That's the point, I think. Oh, okay. Thanks. I'm glad that, <laughs> glad that, that, hit. Glad that landed for me. <laughs> Oh my god. So they so they started like kind of like these intimidate intimidation tactics where they would like stand on the property line and just like watch people's houses. Like I think that they felt like people were gonna come at them and they were gonna be like, We're standing our uh-huh. ground. Like super defensive. We're ready for against the people that they probably didn't need to be defensive over. Like if these people are going to like the Chamber of Commerce or whatever uh-huh. and like we're not gonna let you have a permit. They're not going to be the ones that are like <laughs> pew pew or you know like yeah all, pew pew yeah boom <laughs> boom boom <laughs> yeah like they're not going to be the ones showing up to start a fight like that no so soon after this mm-hmm. they just started getting a little bit more brazen so they renamed the town of Antelope Antelope Antelope. Antelope. Um, to Rajneesh, they raised property taxes on the few locals that lived there. That's fucked up. They were there before them. And then they renamed the local recycling center the Adolf Hitler Recycling oh, Center. Okay. Just to like piss a few people dicks. off. I'm I'm not quite sure. I think that they wanted to just be like provocative. Yeah. And mm, I don't know. It's. It didn't. It's it doesn't. Much. It doesn't it's, land. No. It just is like all oh, that stupid. Yeah. It's Instead just of like, like, you know. Yeah. They were trying to be too much, and it showed. Yeah. So Sheila, Ma and Sheila, was told by Bhagwan at this point to do, to do press and provoke them, and she kind of was like badass. Like she's not good. Mm-hmm. But she was pretty badass in her approach. So, like, one interview, they were like, uh, so one interview, they said, quote, we don't want you in our town. What do you say to that? And she said, quote, well, I say tough titties. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm putting that in my pocket and I'm yes. saving that for the rest of I my life. I say tough titties. And, like, she just said it, like, well, I say tough titties. Well, I say tough titties. I mean, yeah. I'm here. What do you and want? And her attitude was, like... I don't know. Her, it was just like take it or leave it. What she do was say like, what you want. I'm here. She's like fuck you. Like it was kind of. She's very deluded for sure. But like also, like I kind of love her. Like her vibe of just being like I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. Like especially from an like an Indian mm-hmm. woman in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's to be so like. Like, I don't, know. I don't care. Give, like... Okay, it was... It's, like, very refreshing to right. see. Right, I mean, again, she's not innocent in any of this, but, like, she... I don't know, it's just... I was just she's really, She's unapologetically like, her. Yeah. 
and just kind of best like, and worst. Yeah. Take yeah. Take it. Take it. Or take take it. We say take it or leave it so much. Yeah. Oh, we do. We do. I don't do know that. Or maybe was it just today? Did we at all? No. Have I been saying this in my personal life too much? Probably. And it wasn't I'm me. projecting it onto this podcast. I think so. Okay. <laughs> I know I haven't seen you, so it must have. <laughs> it, it wasn't must me. Have just yeah. been me. Um, tough titties. Tough titties. <laughs> So in 1984, they decide they decided the only way to obtain the building permits was to take over Wasco's County election in November, despite only accounting for less than 10 percent of the population. So they had to take more drastic action to win the three seats mm-hmm. needed to like take over their council. So they had a plan that had two parts. One was to depress the turnout among regular voters by poisoning thousands. What with salmonella? F- Round up the unhoused population and entice them to vote in their favor with promises of food and shelter. What so that was like a two-pronged fuck? plan. Yeah, let me poison these people and then promise refuge. Yeah. So they like strong-armed the people that they didn't salmonella. Yeah. So they tested their plan a few times. And the first time they tested was they two commissioners visited the compound on in August of 84. Mm-hmm. I didn't put the 19 on there and I was like 84 is not a date that you have. <laughs> You're like what is that? What is this note I wrote? Yeah. So a resident dressed in hospital garb I don't know why that's important but every single article that I make so sure, like, to, me- sure to mention, mention the, hospital the hospital garb. So I was like I don't know maybe it's important. So I put it in so there. So it's in. So they offered them water both were violently ill. One ended up in the hospital for four days and almost died. And then they hoped that just this would stoke fear with the commissioners and get them to appease the requests. But when permits were continuing to be denied, they were like, all right, we okay. got to go bigger. Yeah, bring up the big guns. So one morning in early September, two teams left the compound and traveled to nearby restaurants in the Dalles and secretly poured salmonella into salsa and salad bars. Oh, and they My hit God. 10 restaurants and a handful of public places. They, like, hit it up their sleeve in, like, a little brown bag. And they would, like, wave their Just hands sh- over. Which I don't even know do you how. Know no, I know how nothing. I fuck up a salsa bar. That would have been you. It would have been me. It would have been you. And honestly, every article, because when I first started looking to this, one of the places that got hit was called Taco Time. Mm. And I started looking up the reviews. <laughs> Really good reviews, and I was like, "Oh, that would have been you." I I want to go the now. carrots. I want. Give me a pickled carrot. Aaron loves. Aaron loves some a pickled carrot. Pickled jalapenos. Mm-hmm. That would have been pico you. De gallo. You would have been a goner. A chipotle situation. I just red sauce or or bust. I don't know how to get fancy. I had not had burritos in so long, and I had burritos this last weekend, and I was like... Did I tell you? I resurfaced. That's not it. I had another Chile Riano burrito from From Junior's. Oh, from Junior's. Wow, it's so good. They're so good. It's so good. So good. Sour cream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, on Friday. It was Friday. I also had a Chile Riano burrito, but it was from Cheetos, not from... You do Cheetos a lot. Is that your go-to? Um, no, Junior's is our go-to. But oh. Cheetos, 
Um, it depends. So Cheetos uses like white cheese. Oh. Like a mozzarella. Oh. And they're, kinda, no, but I fuck with it. That's kind of And it's got beans in it. Oh. See, I just went away. Um, no, that's weird for me. No. A mozzarella. They're both something different. Okay. So I respect them both for their different vibes. Mm. But Jade isn't a big fan of Junior's. So Cheetos. What does she have against Junior's? The salsa? I don't, I don't know. She's a pick, she's a picky one. Oh. Well, you know, I think she normally gets a breakfast burrito, but I think she's always like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and um Yeah. That's an impression. Yeah, <laughs> that was so honestly it was spot on. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. She's just this, this delicate little She's like, I don't, I don't know. really know. She doesn't like go hard on like Mexican food like we all do. Mm-mm. She's very, she's a very clean, she loves a caprese salad, that one. Yeah, she's like a very healthy eater. Mm-hmm. Um, she would have also so got taco time. Taco time did get hit. and um, Jade would have not survived the romaine. Oh, yeah. She would, she would have got gone. Yeah, she would have gotten got too. Mm-hmm. Got and got, got, got. I don't know. Anyway, they also thought, the Rajneeshis, they also considered poisoning the local water supply. Um, and I think that they did try, but it just was too diluted. And so it wasn't as potent. That is just crazy. They also considered crashing a plane <laughs> loaded, oh, loaded my with God. bombs into the county courthouse. So this isn't... They are coming in like crazy. Like all Crashing this, a plane like, with bombs into a county, a county courthouse. Sounds very 9-11-y. It sounds very, like, it's a county courthouse. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're shooting your wad, yeah. like, way too quick it's just what it is. A county yeah. courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, um... Yeah. A lot on a little. Yeah. I mean, who knows, but a nah. little. Yeah. Right? I mean, they didn't do it. They probably figured it out. They were like, this is... This is a county courthouse. It's overkill. <laughs> It's, it's a, a little, little overkill. overkill. We'll go with the mass poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with the salmonella. Yeah. So in order to fulfill the second part of their plan, the Rajneeshi started a share a home program and charted dozens of bus. So dozens of buses of unhoused people. So not dozens of unhoused people, but no buses dozens of buses. So, so on hundreds. A bus. Oh, wait. Oh, my notes. Thousands. It, it wasn't hundreds. It was thousands of people. It was 2,300 people who were come. 20, where did they find these unhoused they people? They scoured the U.S. So they, like, sent teams out, and they were like, hey, are you hungry? Do you need shelter? Come, come with, with me. Come with me. Get on this bus. Literally we'll people, like, you, in their most desperate state. Yeah. And then... Um, but all you have to do is you have to register to vote when you get there. I was just going to say, they're using them for their uh-huh. vote. <gasps> and then they could, so they registered to get on the bus, and then they could stay there as long as they promised to vote with the Rajneeshis. I mean, to somebody who's like at, in dire need of just survival, yeah. that sounds like an easy out. Yeah. And then they were super grateful. Um, they 
there was a lot of people that were suffering from a lot of mental health issues. As um, most unhoused people do. Yeah, and the commune wasn't quite ready for that. But a lot of people were, like, just so grateful to be there. They were, like, they're giving me work. They're giving me a house. Yeah. They're telling me they believe in me and that I'm special. And, like... Yeah. And I haven't heard this in so long. Yeah. I've only heard and felt, like, the scum of... Right? Is that yeah. okay? Okay, yeah. I'm only... Sorry. I was like, oh, I'm gonna piss a lot of people off. <laughs> but you know, like, unhoused people, like, they're, they're, they're really in the thick of it. They're literally at rock bottom, some yeah. of them. And to meet somebody or to meet a group of people or to feel, like, taken in and cared for... Yeah. 100%, I get it. Yeah, it was great. But the Rajneeshis were like, ma, you're a little too rowdy. So they started spiking their beer kegs with tranquilizers. Oh, they are all about population control. Like, how am I going to control the masses? I'm going to salmonella you. I'm going to now tranquilize you. They pressured most of their women to get (laughs) sterilized. Or if they became pregnant, have abortions, then get sterilized. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. One of the women, um, she said that both her and her daughter, her teenage daughter, <gasps> oh were sterilized on the Which, whatever. If you want to do that, I get it. But don't but do like, it under somebody else's request or somebody else's yeah, demand. I feel like at the request of someone else is yuck and also as a teen like she's she doesn't she know what she decisions. was do you know what this dumb shit i did as a teenager yeah. i don't i honestly wonder i aaron and i talk about it all the time i'm like how did we survive we yeah. should have been killed and wiped off the face of the freaking planet several times um so yeah. state officials they kept a close eye on the cult activities and soon caught wind of their voters voter fraud scheme so they halted all voter registration in Wascow County and invoked an emergency rule on October 10th that required anyone registering to vote to appear in person at an eligibility hearing in which they just kind of reinforced like there's a 20-day residency requirement in order to vote and you guys have been here for like a week (gasps) and so they the Rajneeshis filed for an injunction and they were denied because they weren't in compliance and so they were like, well, fine, then fuck that. Like, fuck that. We're not going to vote. We're going to boycott the vote. Like, it mattered. Mm, okay. And then um, they pulled their candidates, and they were like, just kidding. You guys just, like, don't get our sense of humor. Oh, my God. They're like, ah, it was a joke. Don't you get it? That I mask just, like, poisoning was just, like, really funny. Yeah. And I, like, was That just, poor baby. Uh-huh. That was just hilarious. The, the All the efforts that we went... To, to like bring all these people in, it haha, haha, <laughs> like we were just—it was just child's play. We mm-hmm. were just no, no, the worst. I know. So following the attack, pressure intensified not only on the group but also on Sheila. So she was facing pressure from these newcomers looking to steal influence with the Bhagwan, and the government was looking into the poisoning. So Sheila ordered a hit on the (gasps) DA in Oregon, Charles Turner, to thwart the investigation, but it was so poorly planned. They were like, oh, he's going to come out to his car. So they like waited in a parking garage like all night and he like never showed up. Oh, And then they were like, I guess we're just leaving. 
Oh my god. She also ordered a hit on Bhagwan's doctor, who belie- she believed was going to administer a fatal overdose to him at his own request. Wait, because he was old and like he just was tired old of it all? And I think that he was like, oh, if I die, like it'll probably be like better, or like maybe he was just done, or maybe he knew that shit was like getting getting real yuck, that, and he was like, I, I don't want to live pretends, to see it go bad. I think he pretends to be like, oh, I'm very feeble and I don't really know what's going on but I think 100% he does and I yeah. think he knew it was getting hot and that he was he was I think it was he his, saw like, the direction out. it was going yeah I think he was like this is how I'm gonna get out of this and so Sheila had um god I forget what her name is which is like so stupid because it's in my notes somewhere Jane something anyways sure the sweet, the sweet Australian looking lady she took a vial of like some sort of poison again with the poison and um stabbed him and he just the doctor the doctor during like a big celebration and then she said like she stabbed him and then he was looking at her and then she was like what's wrong with you like oh my god that's so psycho i know oh my god that's next level psycho like i'm gonna just shank you and you look you in the eye and be like she was like it was I think that her like so in Wild Wild Country her interviews I mean obviously wait are these the real people that are being interviewed too yeah the real people oh my god so like her interviews are really interesting because the way that she I mean she's very remorseful but I think it's very indicative of like how cult behavior Mm. happens Mm -hmm. is she's just like I in I'm my I was like for I'm the right protecting, reason mm-hmm. I'm protecting my spiritual leader. This man was gonna kill him. Yeah, and, and how I it can just be like twisted him. in such a way. Yeah. And she was like, I felt it was like an out of body experience when I volunteered. I didn't realize it was my voice that was like, I'll do it. Yeah, and she was like, it was like floating. It just like like it fell out of my body because it felt like the right thing to do for. Yeah, big the which I think purpose. is like very especially like in cults. I feel like mm-hmm. this is like how this is how things get fucking yeah like bit yeah no people like become martyrs on yeah the name of the greater what they think is well and also despite like despite Bhagwan being like institutionalized religion sucks and like blah 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 blah. They established Raj like Rajneeshism as a religion when they came over here in order to get him a visa. Isn't it ironic? And so he wore like they all wore like necklaces with like his like a like a, like a brooch or something mm-hmm. with like his shit on it, and it was very much like I think that he very much leveraged this interest in people wanting to well, like that's probably how he got so many people out here though too. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like, how did so many people who are not citizens get out here that quick? Yeah, is that they? Yeah, they established it as a religion. Yeah, and he was and they needed here. Like, asylum essentially, probably or whatever. Yeah, and like the a lot of. I think it was popular with women a lot because, like, the lady, the stabby lady, mm. she was saying that when she was with her husband in Australia, she was just angry, like, all of the time. Mm. Just, like, so angry and had this, like, rage inside of herself. And so when she finally was able to go to India and, like, be there at the ashram, she was like, you flailed, you got this odd of your system, and then it was just quiet. Uh, yeah. And it was probably really cathartic. I'm sure. But there's also like a lot of <clears throat> a lot of cults, the way that they function and the way that they use 
their like languaging and all of their tactics, a lot of that is, you know, using chanting like chanting is something that creates like a euphoria if done repetitively for a long uh-huh, time uh-huh. um like dance big groups of people speaking in tongues yeah okay i didn't yeah. know if that was gonna be frowned upon no no fuck it no okay it's like, no but, I just, like, but like, that's I part but that's like part of like all these these things that get that kind of create this sense of euphoria that you associate with this leader, mm-hmm. and so it makes you start to associate that feeling with that person, right? And then you only have reverence for that person, right? They become like the your beacon of mm-hmm. light. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. So yeah, so in September of 1985, Sheila and a circle of, like her close like circle of advisors fled the commune. <gasps> Things were getting a little bit dicey. There was this new woman who was coming who was Stabby like, lady? No. Oh. Stabby went with her. Oh. But there was this new woman who was coming and kind of like asserting control over the Bhagwan. So they bought him 300, like it, they called them the Hollywood crowd. And they brought him, bought him a million dollar watch. What? Bought him 365 Rolls Royces so that he could drive one every single every day. day of the week. They introduced all of this money to him. And so she, uh, Sheila was starting to lose influence. And so she was like, I'm going to get bagged for all of the shit that he's probably told her to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's tried to assassinate his doctor, and so she flees. And the Bhagwan was pissed. And so he comes out. He's like, I'm going to break my silence. He calls, like, a press conference. And he is like, Sheila, she poisoned all these people. <gasps> she did a She called a hit on me. She's the, she she's did the everything. All of this, like, framed, essentially. Yeah, he basically, like, scapegoated her. And he was, like, or her and her gang of fascists. And so, but in doing that, he implicated the Rajneeshis in the salmonella poisoning, the hit on Charles Turner, and then opened them to investigation. I was just going to say, he just outed He just basically everything. outed everything. The the thing about Wild Wild Country, and I suggest I suggest everyone watches it. But Is it on the Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. So the thing that I find really interesting is that a lot of the old footage of like Bhagwan, he's very like great, like a gracious, like humbled uh, leader, like spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. But after like there is a sh- significant shift when he go- does these press conferences. And he's like, I suspect that she wanted to have sex with me, and I don't have <gasps> sex with my secretaries. And he's oh. like, and he's like, because she disgusts me, like so he's gross, so awful, so gross, and like so cold, like Calculated. not like it. And then he was like, I don't even believe in religion anymore. So y'all should burn that. So he made everyone burn their clothes, all of his books. Like I 
I honestly think that he was just trying to do like a full like redo yeah and be like I know he's doing an outfit change yeah 1000 percent so once the government started investigating what they found on their property was a full bioterrorism lab that contained the salmonella cultures found in the outbreak literature on the manufacture and use of of usage of explosives in military bio warfare they discovered the largest illegal wiretapping operation ever found. Wiretapping even? Sheila had everything topped. And she had like a secret lair that had like hidden doors and staircases. That's fucking crazy. That's insane. I want. I'm like, how does how, she do all this? Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say, how do I get a secret lair? No! <laughs> I want a secret lair. Oh. What would we do with a secret lair? I want complete silence. Yeah, it would be a silent room with just trash TV and like... All the real housewives of everywhere. Yeah. And then like, ooh. All things Bravo below deck. Burrito. No. I I know. Okay, I'll have my own... We'll we'll have a a layer divide. Yeah, a layer divide. I'll watch scary movies. You watch Bravo. Yeah. And then we'll have Los Juniors delivered. Just delivered. Chips and salsa in the middle. Chips and and hot walk. And just... um, Taps. A goblet? on tap. Oh. A like, on tap? Yeah. Booches okay. on tap. And maybe um, alkaline water. <laughs> just for alkaline? Just offset. Wait, what? Alkaline? Oh, okay, okay. Just okay. to offset all the... Yeah. Some liquid IV. Yeah, something. Yeah. Cool. All right. He knows. Cook-a-dooks. Oh, sorry. I forgot yeah. where we were going. Um, um, see how that happens. <laughs> I know. I think that... It's... Wait, where did that come from? Where, where, where did we leave off? Um, don't know. No, it was um, somebody was doing something and it was bio warfare, wiretapping. Oh, we were talking about our fort or our our lair. Okay, so there was also allegations. So there was the biggest wiretapping operation ever found. That is insane. Um, the, uh, The confirmation of the assassination plot on DA Charles Turner. There was also allegations of sexual abuse and rape involving women and children, forced sterilization, and child neglect. And... That is so yuck. Honestly, when it when anything happens with children... Yeah. And those were crimes uh-uh. that were not prosecuted. So eventually, Rajneesh was deported back to India, where he returned to his ashram. Eventually, and died. Well, yeah, from old age. I mean, shit. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, Sheila and her three aides were caught in Germany. She was sen- sentenced to fifty-nine years in prison, but ended up only serving twenty-nine months and <gasps> was released for good behavior. So she's out. She's just frolicking. She's frolicking, um, but without their leader, the compound quickly collapsed. Um, Sheila now lives... How old was she when she got out? Do we even know? If we could guesstimate? No. Okay, I like that. That's math. I don't know how to math. I don't know how to My math, math right doesn't math, in fact. Um, but, so she lives in Switzerland and claims all of her actions were at the order of the Bhagwan. And then he died of natural causes in 1990 and until the day he died, blamed Sheila for everything. And there's still a pretty strong Rajneeshi community today. In Oregon? No. In uh. India. So now it's called the Osho International Foundation. And so in 2018, the Netflix Netflix produced um, 
the documentary Wild Wild Country. And the Osho Foundation said that, quote, the docuseries fails to explore key aspects and and so does not give a clear account of the real story. They go on to say, quote, essentially, this was a U.S. government conspiracy from the White House on down aimed at thwarting Osho's vision of a community based on conscious living. Okay. Which... Poke my eyes out. Poke my eyes out. But yeah, they still have like a pretty decent big following today. And they don't have a lot of the stuff that they had back then. I think it's like a little bit more of a watered down version. Because I do think that like some of the stuff he was saying, there's validity to it. It was just... Right. Because honestly, when you started to introduce him to me, I was like, well, that's not terrible. That's not bad. But I think that this is the thing that happens with like these... Men and men and women in positions of power Mm -hmm. when they have a captive audience willing to eat the shit up. Is that how low can you go? Yeah, how low? Because we saw. I mean, I think we saw that with um, Greg Gamukio. 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 Did we call him that? No, that would have been so good. Gamukio. I think we called him Gamukio. Gamukio. Gayakio is better. Gayakio. I don't know. Hits. Anyway, okay. he also, like, so, right, people have good intentions and then you put them in a position of power and they turn yuck. Yeah. And I think that's what happened is that you give these people money and you give them power and they didn't do right so by much the people that. Money. So yeah. much power. People were giving, like, their life savings away to come For and be on this. To have a Rolls Royce for every day of the year. Yeah. Super unnecessary for a guy who never leaves his house. Who's like on the brink of death. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that is the Rajneeshis. And they're still Oshoing. They're still Oshoing. Um, Sheila is very much still like, still he was the love of my life, but you know, he was. The thing is, that is just is like she so was weird. really young. When it started, and I'm sure she like reached an age where she was like, um, this is probably, you know, there's moments yeah. where she was like, she really could have chosen a better path. Yeah. She was probably so deep into it and like mm-hmm. held in such a high regard where she felt like she had to do certain things. Yeah. Definitely yucky. Yeah. Definitely should be held but responsible. I, I don't, I do think that there is something that is the to grooming be said of it all. That she was so young. Yes. And she was, like, brought into his orbit by her dad, who she trusted. Where'd dad go? I don't know. All right. I mean, don't care, I guess. She was married. So Sheila was married very young to this um, guy that she met Was she married to this guy? She was married to a guy, like, when she was younger. And he had, I don't remember what he had. He had something wrong with him. And he ended up dying very young. And so she quickly just put everything into the community yeah 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 and i think that i i just think again a point of her life where she's just like mm -hmm. experiencing crazy desperation to find something you know like big transitional points in your life or when you're the most vulnerable for sure what should we call this one oh god i should have been thinking about this the whole time and i didn't Mm. Oh, show no, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
show, no Sheila didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. It's really not. <laughs> it's really. I mean. Okay. Well, that's it. This is spiritually fucked. Uh, Thanks for hanging. Thanks for hanging. Please follow us on Instagram or like and uh, review our podcast so that we can keep doing this. It's fun. We like to grow. We like to do this. That's it. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God.